0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Sauter as we say every week. <laughs> we've been doing that now for we've been doing this for 4 years now and we love doing it. It's called Solid Steps Radio and 4 years ago Kurt and I got together and we said, "Hey, let's do a radio show for guys. Ladies can listen and enjoy, but our primary audience is men." Uh, and why? Because we believe that a lot of the problems in this world fall at the feet of men, statistically speaking. You talk about big time, little time, you name it. Men, we can blow it in a lot of different ways. Now, why do we think that men uh, can uh, need to hear this? Because we believe that you, listening to this right now, we believe that you are fulfilling your destiny as a man if you walk with God through Jesus Christ. We believe that wholeheartedly here. And out in this world, you can hear about politics, sports, a lot of things, but when we start talking about deep things, things of God, it's a little bit easier to, to skim over those. So we just want to be a place that we can talk about those things, and we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff on the show. And today, we're talking about a topic that um, I'm going to read some statistics. Uh, I'm kind of a stat nerd, because stats are You, you are kind facts. of are. I, stats, stats are facts. You can't really get around a lot of stats, right? Do you know what the term gray divorce is? Gray divorce. Gray divorce. Give it to me, brother. Anything over the age of 50 in regards to divorce, all right? In 1990, five out of 1,000 married people over 50 divorced. In 2010, that has doubled to 10 out of 1,000. And today, one out of every four divorces involves couples over the age of 50, and so today we are talking about that little thing called empty nest. And when I say the words empty nest, either one of two things come to mind. If you are hearing this and you are in empty nest is on your horizon, you hear empty nest, you are either excited about empty nest or you are dreading empty nest because you've got somebody across the the, the hall from you who you live with and you don't know them anymore. And how do, what is the empty nest should be a blessing, but it can actually be less than a blessing to some people, it can actually lead to divorce. But what can we do to avoid the empty nest problems that come along with that? So Chad, uh, our guest today, who is a dear friend, and
1: he's been on the show before, um, I was with him a while back. So, Murphy, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, good to be here again.
1: Again. It's Murphy, great. Belding. Uh, Murphy Belding. Murphy Belding. Murphy is the primary reason. Well, the Lord is the primary reason how I got to Louisville. Amen, brother. But uh, God used you 20 years ago. But, uh, you know, Chad, Murphy was telling me, we, we were in our men's group together, and, and he said, Something along the lines of, you know, if I see another couple that after their th- all the kids have left and and they're thinking about separating, they're thinking about getting a divorce, you said I- I'm gonna smack them or oh, I <laughs> pull pull my hair out. I'd
2: try to pull your hair out, but you don't have any. Uh, so, it's just one of those things. It's just crazy. The the. Uh, catastrophic divorces you see and the unhappiness uh uh you know once the kids leave and uh, my wife and i uh have said uh we're better together this is the best time of our lives you know the kids are up and gone and all that so uh I mean, they're just all kinds of things that you see. I mean, I read those stats, Chad, on uh, the gray divorce, and uh, it's, it's just devastating. And that's just a place we didn't want to be. I mean, we were never close to that by any stretch, but, um, um, you know, all my years of experience and now that I'm uh, 55 years old, been married 34 years, a, a lot of our peers are uh, talking about marriage issues, a lot of unhappiness and things like that, and, and my my... My ears are perked to this idea of empty nesting and uh, doing what I can do to make this the, just the best time of your lives. And uh, just that phrase, better together instead of uh, separate and uh, roommates and, and uh, that kind of thing.
1: Doing the whole isolation thing. I, Murphy, I listened to a lady. This has been several years ago. And all her kids were really active in athletics. Mm-hmm. And she made a comment and it just stuck in my mind. She said, once all these activities, the kids are out of the, out of the house and we kind of are done with all these activities. She said, I'm not even for sure that my husband and I have even a, 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 a connection right Uh, and I'm not for sure what we're gonna do and uh, there was an alarm and you know fast forward about I I don't know I I think about three years and all of a sudden they were divorced Mm. and my heart was broken and that's what you're talking about right Murph
2: yep yep and and think about it when you've got a lot of busyness in your home and you've got a lot of noise in your home it's 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 very easy to cover the pain if you will and then when the noise stops, the kids are gone. And, uh, I mean, you can hear the uh, termite crawling across the floor. <laughs> uh, you go, okay, do I have a married partner or do I have a roommate? And um, there are lots of big losses. You know, when you lose your children uh, uh, to full-time care and in the home, um, everything is quiet. So you lose that daily relationship with the children. But you know what you also lose is you lose their friends as well. I mean, their friends are not coming over for dinner. You know, they're not stopping by the house to pick up, uh, you know, one of my girls. And as you know, we have, we have three daughters. And uh, I really miss all of their friends, too. Uh, sometimes
1: maybe more the friends than the daughters. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and we all know, you know, you have those tough years as being a parent. You know, you just want to strangle your kids and everything. But then those days end, they pass. And then uh, you come home and uh, it, it's just you and your spouse. And, uh, and that's where I think the man really needs to step up and be the leader of the home. And you need to decide what you want in life. And Cheryl and I have just always dreamed, uh, okay, let's be uh, what we call minimalists. You know, let's live in a small place. Let's, uh, well, first, let's launch our kids and let's uh, minimalize everything.
1: You mean, when you say minimalize, you mean simplify?
2: Simplify. Get rid of, you know, we were in a five-bedroom house. Now we're in a three-bedroom condo. You know, I mean, I uh, can put all of my clothes in one closet. Cheryl says, for the first time in my life, I can put all my clothes in my closet. <laughs> uh, you know, there's no storage, there's no anything. And uh, I mean, we've just gone after this empty nester, better together um, stage of our lives. And I tell you, we just love it. We just love it. We turn one of those rooms into an office. She's a big studier, I'm a studier. We spent a lot of time together, but that's because we had developed, uh, um, you know, great communication skills when the kids were uh, younger and all through those high school years.
1: You saw this day
2: coming. Yeah. Well, you know, in the church, we see so many things, particularly a Southeast Christian, we see so many things at a high volume. And, uh, I mean, you can just see the trouble brewing in the lives of people you love and care about. And you think, okay, what do we need to do? I need to learn uh, from what I'm seeing. I don't need to be blind to it.
1: When when did you and Cheryl start talking about, you know, empty nesting and the girls being gone and kind of developing a game plan? How how far out were you kind of thinking? Uh, well, we, well,
2: we've always thought about it, but when my youngest daughter graduated from high school, it was the next day. <laughs> 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 so we lived in Pee Wee Valley, you know, uh, you know, almost an acre, five-bedroom house. I'm cutting grass. We're taking care of landscaping, all that. My oldest daughter had had left. Uh, You know, unfortunately, she went to UK and denied the faith and not a cardinal. (laughs) Uh, My middle daughter went in the Navy and uh, my younger daughter um, was still at home. But then we started to dream about, okay, let's get Claire Taylor in college. And then what's next for us? It's kind of like what's uh, I mean, what's the next thing? And we've just been so excited about the next thing in doing ministry together. And uh, boy, the Lord has been good to us in spite of all of our uh, so, so inefficiencies.
1: Well, uh, yeah, we all have these inefficiencies, but I mean, you you and Cheryl began the dialogue, yeah,
2: years ago, yeah, years I ago. Mean, you it, know, it, you got to have a dream. Uh, when we were in uh, uh, Knoxville, you know, we go to Gatlinburg a lot. I went to school, college there. We met in college, and and we would dream about what we wanted and you know funny thing we always said let's live in an apartment in new york city a one bedroom and just minister to people our whole lives well uh i don't know new york city but we're we're close to a one bedroom deal here in louisville and uh it's it's kind of been a dream that's come true for us
1: well and and and, yeah the lord has really you know your girls are you know off and running and Mm -hmm. god's blessed you two together to do ministry and so murphy we're yeah, here's what
2: you. we said to our kids we said to our kids everybody go get a life <laughs> when you graduate from high school and college everybody go get a life and uh it sounds a little harsh and don't come home only to visit <laughs> uh, because now your mother and i i mean we have plans you know we have things we want to do and they kind of you know they sort of look at you uh, in a funny way but that that's that, that this has been our plan all along.
1: Yeah, yeah there's this uh, uh, um, this opportunity that really
0: awaits our kids and Absolutely. can can we help them enter into that. So we're going to take a break, come back in the next segment and talk more about this empty nest reality. In fact, Murphy's going to share a story about a, a friend of uh, uh, someone he knows who went through the opposite of what Murphy's going through. And after decades of marriage, things fell apart. What happened that led up to that? So we're going to take a break, talk more about that and unpack and how can we avoid that trap, the, the empty nest divorce trap. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter. We're here with our friend Murphy Belding. And we're talking today about empty nest divorce and how to avoid it. And if you don't want to have any problems in your marriage, you also don't want to have any problems in your finances, you need to go to Ellen and Credit Union and they can take care of your own money as far as savings, checking, personal, commercial, bank loans, credit cards, you name it. They can take care of you and help you with all your financial needs. Ellen and Credit Union have been in this community for decades and they have been a sponsor of our show from early days. And we are very thankful for them, both for what they do in our community and for our show. And then Vision First Eye Care. You got to be able to see your wife. Well, if you don't want to see a divorce, (laughs) if you want to see a divorce coming, be looking out. Vision First helps you have good vision. Well, that's probably a bad segue, but either way, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I saw a billboard the other day. They got Vision First all over the Kentuckiana area. They take care of your eyes and they take care of you as a person, not just as a set of eyeballs. We want to thank those two folks for sponsoring our show. So, Murphy, uh, you know, this has been a
1: uh, – it's now a passion of mine because Nancy and I are almost empty nesters. Almost. And we're, we, we keep t- we keep talking about this, you know, and we're excited. And uh, – but – you share a story of a friend of yours, yeah, and it oh, just breaks man. your it just breaks your heart.
2: We have been so heartbroken in the last couple of years. Uh, this uh, uh, a couple uh, uh, that we met at church, you know, many years ago. I mean, we've been friends for probably thirty years. Uh, we had kids together. Uh, our wives used the same doctor. When, you know, when the kids were born, we were all in the. You know, the the room together when we had our kid. I mean, just uh, we vacationed together uh, a couple of times a year. I mean, all these years. And um, uh, uh, recently, they just finalized their divorce. But we have uh, journeyed with them in in some very troubled times in the last two years. And, um, uh, I mean, really, we didn't know it. Uh, they 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 put on a good facade, you know, when we would vacation together and then probably, uh, you know, probably eight years ago, you know, you spend time with people and you hear a little thing, you hear uh, uh, this or that. And we just started picking up on things. And then, um, you know, a couple of years ago, everything just blew apart. And we have just been heartbroken because, I mean, these folks are in our hearts. I mean, we love them deeply. But, um, uh, but many of the things that they would say is, is, is they would bring up things that happened 15 years ago. Um, uh, uh, communication issues, uh, resentment issues, um, uh, uh, some infidelity issues. I mean, just, just, uh, things that kind of blew our minds of, of people that we know and love and care about. I mean, it's one thing as a pastor to, to hear about all these things uh, with uh, people that you're friends with and you care about deeply, but I mean, we have done life together with these folks. And uh, I mean, Today I'm just broken heart about it.
1: You know, Murphy. You, I've, I, I've, I've heard you share this. You know, in our men's group, and just the, I, I mean, I could tell this emo. This, this has touched you. This and, is man in a, in a, in a deep and sad way. Um, you mentioned in the break the whole this, this little. I say little. It's not really little, but this piece of resentment. Talk about that just a little bit and how that can build over the years and, and what you've seen in this couple.
2: So if you think about uh, a resentment, it's kind of like holding a glass of water above your head. Okay, the glass of water is not heavy, uh, but you hold it up there for uh, three minutes. and Okay, uh, you hold it up there for an hour. Uh, you hold it up there for three hours. the 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 issue is not the heavy thing, uh you hold it up there for eight hours your arm cramps and then it's going to fall off and you you, you've you know ultimately 10 hours you drop the glass of water and your arm cannot move that's kind of what resentment is it's a small thing and you hold it hold it hold it hold it hold it you never talk about it and next thing you know something really crazy is happening in your relationship and then you're your spirit toughens up, your heart toughens up. Uh, you kind of get calloused. Uh, the hardest thing on the planet, I'm convinced, is the human spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
2: if a person is not willing to be broken, if a person's not willing to be soft, they will lose their coachability. They'll they'll lose their teachability. So um, over time, couples kind of pick up things along the way and uh, they put it in that resentment bank Mm. and and uh, then like i said earlier the first segment then the noise stops bitterness grows uh you know
1: and you can't you can't hide you can't hide the 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 bitterness
2: right the spotlight's on it now yeah because the activity of the kids the activity of the home uh kind of covers it up yeah it's just the two of you coming home and uh you know you're looking at hopefully Your loving affectionate married partner or or, or are you looking at a roommate uh, you know that you wish would were living somewhere else so um,
1: and so the couple that you are describing here resentment continues to build
2: it's just it built and built and built and um, well just a number of things that 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 they never talked about and, uh, and a recently in a conversation, the, uh, uh, you know, one of the folks said to me, well, it's just water under the bridge. It, it, it's just too late now. No, with God, everything is redeemable. Everything can be talked about. Everything can be changed. I mean, look at all the people in the Old Testament and, and, and whatnot that kind of did some incredibly unrighteous things, but God continued to use them. Everything can be redeemable with a coachable, teachable spirit.
1: So um, so, it, so in one sense, what they what this, this couple, and, and, and we can all put ourselves in this. Could,
2: yeah, we could all be that couple.
1: Yeah. Um, t- talk uh, back up a little bit, Murphy, and give give us some guidance on what we can do, what what this couple could have done. And, and, and to pave the way to uh, – so it doesn't lead to divorce and leads to a- What they
2: could have done is to talk about the issues. Here's what couples do. Uh, they, they live in fear of talking about what they really want. But you know what I find? Both partners want the same thing. They want the same issue solved, but they have fear of talking about the issue because they're just afraid of where that conversation might go. So, what's worse, the devil you know or the devil you don't know? Well, you know, I find, uh, I mean, not to be a simpleton about a lot of things, but, you know, I have been married for 34 years. Some issues are really simple. If you stuff them away and never talk about them, um, I mean, to me, that's just kind of sinful. Uh, Cheryl and I have found we both want the same thing, and for whatever reason, uh, You know sometimes we don't talk about it the way we should but when we do you know we're both kind of relieved oh i didn't know you felt that way about that i feel the same way okay well good let's change it let's move on Mm. i I mean you guys have been married a long time too you probably see that uh that we're just hesitant uh to talk about core issues and um and then if we don't talk about them we kind of you know resentment anger uh, things like that. And I, we... I think.
1: I think the devil tempts us to be quiet. Absolutely. And he tempts us as in, instead of uh, he leads us guys to being passive. Yeah. And 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 so instead of leading, instead of taking you know the lead on the conversation, we 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 get quiet.
2: We push it away. Um, the soul is built on attentiveness. Let me say it again. The soul is built on attentiveness. That's a quote from Mary Oliver. She's a great poet. And that is so true. Marriage, a great marriage, is built on being attentive to the issues and to the person. And uh, there there are thousands of issues in a marriage. But if we're attentive to these things, uh, I mean, you can uh, have the marriage you've always wanted, you know, if better together. And, and and to be convinced of this, uh, Cheryl makes me a better person, but she also makes me uh, a better man. She makes me better at life. She makes me better in ministry. And uh, but I'm, that's just been our
1: approach to it. But and and when you don't look at your spouse in that way, um, we we pretty soon we can become. Critical.
2: Oh goodness! And Criticism ridiculous. is huge,
1: and it's we go. Do we go negative?
2: Yeah, and we forget First Corinthians uh, thirteen. <laughs> love know, remembers no wrong. Yeah, <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not rude. Right. So, um, uh, if you want to have a great marriage, just pull out those phrases and just walk through them and ask your mate, uh, honey. Uh, On a scale of one to five, how am I doing? (laughs) Embrace yourself for the answer. Uh, uh, But, um, you know, marriage is what you want it to be. Mm. I mean, Cheryl and I, uh, we are a team. And uh, based on everything we've seen, we we just want to end this life well and leave a great legacy. And... uh, we, we, we. You know, we've seen so many things happen in our lives and the lives of other
1: couples. You know, Murphy, you uh, wrote an article uh, a while back, and
0: it got a lot of positive feedback. Um, Unbelievable. We're um, going to unpack that at the next uh, segment. So we're going to take a break and come back in the next segment and talk a little bit more about that article and what are some other ways that we can avoid the empty nest divorce trap here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you want to hear the first two segments, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and, or our Facebook page, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can see all of our shows that have been podcast, which means they're commercial-free. You can listen to them anytime. You can forward them to someone who think needs to hear them or would like to be encouraged by them, and we want to thank our sponsors, Frank Enterprises. If your septic system is not working, you got issues and uh, yeah. Frank, yeah. No, Frank Enterprises has an understatement. They're the job of getting rid of issues uh, in your septic system, so Frank Enterprises can take care of that. And then Bright Star Home Care. Uh, Bright Star uh, helps you walk through one of the most difficult phases and seasons of someone's life. If you've got a person in your life who you love who needs care, an elder or someone who's getting in that stage of whether it's a weak a day a week or twenty four seven care, Bright Star Home Care can walk through that process with you. We want to thank Frank Enterprises and Bright Star for sponsoring the show.
1: So you know, Murphy, uh, the Bible says clearly uh, that we are to keep our eyes on, on the Lord, and yeah. then and then on our wives, absolutely, and not you know others. I, I, Proverbs uh, says, "Let your eyes look straight ahead." for your gaze directly before you, um, uh, you know, keep to, uh, to a path far from the adulterous woman, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you wrote an article of how to keep the flame alive, and, 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 and in this empty nest world uh, that we're talking about today. How do we do that and uh, kind of share from your heart, brother? All right. Well, I'm
2: not an expert at at marriage for sure. I mean, I am not the easiest person to live with, just (laughs) just for the record in the radio audience out there.
1: Uh, Chad and I, we're going to go talk to Cheryl uh, afterwards. We
2: don't (laughs) need to. We don't need to. (laughs) She will validate that. But anyway, so um, uh, at one time uh, I was studying for a clinical course and I had to do a lot of counseling and all of that. I mean, 16 hours of intensive counseling. And then, uh, uh, like I say, the kids left home and all that. And I reflected back on that experience and thought, OK, we're entering this empty nester stage. Why don't we go to that uh, uh, counselor and to talk about this new stage in our life? It was very helpful for me. And and we had about eight hours of counseling to kind of think through our marriage, think through our communication, think through a lot of things, and it was a great time for us to talk about our expectations or where we're at now and what we want the future to look like. So that was a very humbling experience, but Mm. uh, uh, both of us have always had kind of a coachable, teachable spirit to marriage and one another, so it it worked out well for us. So we took the Better Together theme and we came up with some things that we're going to do every day. And, and we did it this morning. So, so uh, uh, every morning we get up, uh, the first thing we do is we embrace one another. Usually I'm up uh, before my wife, and uh, when she walks into the office, no matter what I'm doing, looking at the computer or whatever, I uh, get up. Even and, if you're reading the Bible. Uh, even if I'm reading the Bible, brother, we get up, and we just have a big old hug together, good morning. Uh, you know, did you sleep well? I mean, nothing sexual, anything like that, but just embrace. We also embrace in the evening when we come home from work. And, uh, that is huge because, uh, 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 during the day we're going two different directions. Uh, And sometimes I'm home earlier before her or, you know, same thing with Cheryl and whatever we're doing we get up and embrace and I just can't tell you what that physical touch means to our relationship and um,
1: well in one sense what you are saying you're if, important to me uh, well not only are you important to me but you now have become the priority number one Absolutely. as you walk in that door I'm gonna stop what I'm doing because what, what I'm doing is not nearly as important as my affection and love yep. and cherishing I'm you.
2: turning my thoughts and I'm turning my energy to, toward you. A morning embrace and that come home from work embrace, okay? And another thing that we do is uh, Monday through Friday, uh, we have a just a very brief prayer together. We, we, we stand face to face. We kind of... Uh, um, you know hug each other and maybe Cheryl or pray maybe I'll pray I mean I mean rarely do we both pray you know together but it's usually one or the other
1: No, is this and, like right before you walk out the yeah, door right before a walk out the door we're okay. ready to
2: go to work and uh, uh, we call our grandchildren by name our girls by name their husbands by name and uh, senior adult pastor I usually go through five or ten seniors that I'm thinking about and uh things that cheryl's thinking about and in jesus name amen walk out the door and that kind of pulls our our spiritual hearts together of things that we're committed to and and i'll tell you what it just gets the 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 communication juices flowing during the day Mm. okay so um to me that's very very important and
1: and and, and 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 talk to our listeners. They have. They haven't. They don't practice that. They haven't been hugging in the morning, hugging in the evening, having a prayer time.
2: All right. Uh, here's the deal, though. But most Christian couples want it. Yes. It's the craziest thing. We don't talk about what we want, and this this counseling uh, piece that we went through. We talked about what we want, and that was one of the things that my wife said she wanted. I want to hug more. I want to talk more. I want to communicate more. And guess what else she wanted me to do? She wanted me to empty the dishwasher. (laughs) I had no idea. Uh, You know, typically in my home, my wife cooks. She prepares. Sometimes I set the table, so on and so forth. And uh, the marriage counselor asked us. She said, "Well, what's one thing you don't like to do?" And uh, my wife just about jumped out of the chair. I tell you what, I just absolutely hate emptying a clean dishwasher full of dishes. <laughs> and I go, "Honey, I didn't know that all these years." She's been unloading the dishwasher, and, she's been the dishwasher, and you had no clue, and I had no clue. <laughs> And, you know, being the man that I am, I have stepped up the last five years and I unload the. just. I think, well, that's the least I can do is as, as good of care as she takes care of me. I mean, that is just the 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 least I can do. I mean, we talked about I mean, we went deep. Now, I know this is a guy's radio show. We talked about sex, you know, frequency, all those kinds of things. And uh, it was just a wonderful conversation, by the way, a. A man views sex as a five-gallon bucket, right? Uh, but you know what a woman uh, views it as? As a sewing thimble on the tip of your th- uh, <laughs> finger. We see it as such a big deal. You know, women see it as just a small thimble wrapped around the tip of their finger,
1: and uh, if and it, that, uh, that that little mm, dinky cup, uh, so to speak, and a, versus a five-gallon bucket. Right. That's a good analogy.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You talk about Dinky when we're talking about <laughs> sex, but I hope that that's another show. Let's go I on. Hope that <laughs> does, doesn't make the radio. Uh, but all these things are important. Uh, but I go back to better together. But what do you want for your marriage? And and I just contend, uh, God honoring people want the same thing. They're just afraid to talk about it because then they've got to lower their pride. They've got to uh let go of some resentment, let go of some anger and to talk about what they really want. but I'm just convinced, you know, it's never too late to have the life you've always wanted. Talk about it and go for it.
1: So, okay, so Murphy um, uh, back up a little bit. So when you hear that Cheryl has been emptying the dishwasher all these years and she's going, I am sick and tired of doing the dish, you know unloading this <laughs> clean di- these dishes, did you, did you tell her? Honey, I'm sorry, or what? What? What, what did you do? I, I was. I mean, besides starting to unload the dishwasher. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I was just kind of shocked that that was something we never talked about. Mm. And 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 that's what I'm talking about today. These the these little things, and she's like, "Golly, I got to do everything around here, and I just hate doing this." I mean, I wish he would do it but you know, you kind of don't do things if you don't know. I mean, and you know,
1: us guys are a little slow,
2: you know, we're a little slow and you know, quite frankly, if someone's going to serve you, you're just going to take it right. If you don't know. And, uh, 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 but just that little thing is a reminder to all couples. If you don't like something, talk about it in a good way, a good heartfelt way. And, uh, you know, speak your expectations and make some changes.
1: Did you uh, Did you write this stuff down? Did you, uh, when you walked through this with Cheryl, did, did, you talked about communication. You talked about your sexual life. You talked about your know, chores. you talked about expectations. Did mm-hmm. you talk about, well, I mean, what other topics did you talk about uh, with that counselor, you and Cheryl?
2: well we talked a lot about the future what we want the future to look like now we've always been a ministry family okay we've always had our heart sold out to serving the lord so um um kind of going small in home and stuff and worldly possessions and all that and and really give that next phase wholeheartedly to the lord that that's kind of always been a big fluffy dream of ours i'm not even sure i can articulate it but um, that's where we're at this is what we're doing now
0: and it it just feels really good to us Mm. so we're going to take a break and be back for one more final segment with murphy we're going to talk more about uh, what do we do to not only avoid it but also what do we do to not just survive but thrive when the kids leave because that's that's not the goal is not just let's just stay married when the kids leave. It's how do we go to another season of life and really be fruitful even as, as the kids leave. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today with Murphy Belding, we're talking about empty nest syndrome and how to avoid the, the pitfalls of empty nest. It's going to happen in most people's lives, families' lives, and it can be a really good thing, but it, it tends to be a pretty crippling thing. And we want to thank our sponsors of our show. We want to thank uh, Dan Hart Financial. If you have a retirement in, in in the future and you say, what does that look like, Dan Hart can sit down with you and help you walk through that process. And also, uh, we want to thank the Southeast Outlook. They uh, have all kinds of great articles about what God's doing in the kingdom of God, both here locally in our city in Louisville and all around the world, and also southernsmokecatering.com, dot com. Southern Smoke Catering, man, oh man, they've got some. They've got the best brisket I've ever had. So if you ever order some, that is an understatement. Some, some beef, <laughs> some brisket tips, some burnt tips from uh, southernsmokecatering.com. dot com. Sounds
2: great. It <laughs> is
0: very good. We had some last week in the show at nine thirty in the morning, and it was fantastic. So uh, we want to thank all those folks for sponsoring our show and helping us make us on air and you know chad uh speaking of southern smoke
1: barbecue october the first we are going to have our radio event Uh, folks mark it on your calendar we're going to have southern smoke that night and uh, have an awesome radio show and uh, just an event to say thank you to all our listeners and sponsors but uh, murphy um in the break you mentioned listening to a recent from a From a secular perspective, uh, not a Christian, but the importance of what?
2: Yes, marriage, uh, a lasting marriage. So on TED Talks, I'm listening to this guy. I listen to a lot of TED Talks. Many of the talks are way above my intellectual intelligence, but that's what I like about it. (laughs) This guy, a liberal marriage researcher, uh, and uh, he says uh, that... The number one quality of a lasting marriage, through through all of his research, and this has been many many years, is that both partners are committed to one another till death do us part. He 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 finds that uh, many couples divorce um, because one partner feels as if the other partner will not be with them until the end, and it's just easier to walk away to an uncommitted. Uh, married partner i mean think about that uh when we get married we we stand before you know clergy and say uh till death do us part and he has found the number one reason that people walk away from marriage is i don't feel like i've got a committed partner wow i'm just going to look elsewhere and this is a secular researcher
1: so, so, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, and so therefore, when you see a couple that's been married 20, 25, 30, 35 years and you see, mm. and, and they, they, they split they split and you're like, oh my goodness,
2: how can that be? And then you think, okay, well, what did you all split up from? Or, uh, you know, is it, uh, infidelity? Is it, uh, poor finances? I mean, I mean, we've all seen those other lists as well, but one thing's for sure. If you do not allow the past to die, it will not allow you to live.
1: Mm, Talk about that, Murphy. If you do
2: not allow the past to die, it will not allow you to live. Uh, Living with someone else is very difficult. Um, So we have to sort of weigh uh, our lives together and go, okay, what am I going to do? You know, grow from what am I going to learn from? What am I going to lean into? We can all find things to hold against someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've been, uh, you know, married for any time at all, uh, I mean, my wife could have held not doing the dishes for me um, our entire marriage. You know, thankfully, I've cleaned it up in the last five years. But I mean, just think of the, the, the. simplicity of uh good communication skills in marriage and how how much more we could accomplish if we just talked about it and we didn't hold things against one another again the empty nesters when the noise stops at home when the the, the flying to the ball games and all the kids activities the spotlight is 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 upon what do we really have together
1: and and it's so easy I think that's why the Bible says, don't let a root of bitterness grow up. Mm-hmm. M- make sure that you forgive as the Lord has forgiven you.
2: Right, absolutely. Hold hold no record of wrongs, 1 Corinthians 13 says. Right?
1: No, not, not some, but hold no record of wrongs. Rema- no record. No, no record. record I mean, wrong. erase it completely because the the deal is here. Not only did you not do the dishes from the dishwasher, Murphy, but you've done some other things throughout your life, unintentionally, probably most of the time.
2: Yeah, and uh, I didn't bring that list with me, by the way.
1: <laughs> but, but Cheryl did the same thing, and, and I, I could say the same thing about Nancy, and Nancy could say the same thing about me, and Chad, and Jenna, and Jenna Chad. Mm-hmm. That That's the case for all of us. The Bible says, though as we enter in, into our older years, hopefully we're becoming more grace-filled mm-hmm. and, and because our experience of life is, is allowing us, hey, the, g- the goodness of God has been, his grace has been over me.
2: Yeah, but what do we do, what do we do? We, we push God aside and we say, well, that's just the way I am. Mm. For the Christian, you, no. could, you should never say that. No, I'm daily, being spiritually transformed by God—that that's my goal. And whatever I need to learn today, I hope on my tombstone, uh, you know, it says the most coachable, teachable person
1: on earth lays here. And if we humble what the Bible says—humble humble yourselves. Yourself.
2: God opposes the proud. I mean, it's just so true. It's just.
1: Yeah, but it gives grace mm-hmm. to the humble. And so, uh, folks, uh, we hope that you are, when you think about your spouse, when you think about uh, your loved, your bride guys, l- love them, cherish them, honor them. Murphy, um, you, you also, in the break, um, you said, now what?
2: Okay, now what? Here are just a few ideas. So, now what? Uh, Take a weekend together, you know, go somewhere, have some fun, walk along the beach and celebrate the journey. Mm. You know, once the kids are gone, uh, um, celebrate all the good things God has done, because you know what? He's done some amazing things. And like all of us, we've all had losses. I mean, we've all had mistakes. Uh, uh, There are just many negative things to talk about, but celebrate the journey. Mm. Number two. Discuss your expectations for the future. Rethink your post parenting years now. You know, the kids are adults, grandkids are here. There there are all kinds of new ways to relate. Uh, uh, But talk about what's next in in terms of the two of you and uh, what you want to do. My wife and I have an expectation to take one marriage weekend per year, one marriage class together. And recently we just uh, participated in that. Uh, Go to a six to eight hour counseling course, you know, uh, drill down deep, you know, go down, stay down long, talk about some of these things, talk about where you're willing to change, where you're willing to grow. Number four, add some daily rituals that move you toward your goal. You know, for us, it's a hug in the morning. It's a hug in the afternoon when we get home from work. It's our, our prayer together. And mm. another thing we do, uh, you know, one of my irritations over the years is the way, you know, money is spent in our house. So one of the things that we do is we have a little financial meeting on Sundays. Here, Here's uh, the bills coming up this week. Here, Here's kind of the way our finances look. And um The biggest thing, dream together. Always Mm. talk about your dreams. What does Proverbs say? Without a dream, people perish. And Mm. uh, we continue to talk about, uh, you know, to be content for today. uh, But we're also looking out for tomorrow because that just keeps the heart excited and keeps us moving in a good direction.
1: Hope deferred sickens the heart. When we don't have hope, when we don't have something to look forward to, Man, we really get diminished.
2: And remember, we're better together than being separate. You've got all this history together. Leverage all that wisdom, all those experiences, all those mistakes, all those learnings.
1: Murphy, pray for us. Thanks so much for coming in. But would you pray for us, guys, please?
2: Oh, Lord, thank you for our conversation today. And we hope, Lord, uh, that you would bless the words here and uh, that you would just uh a sutra- supernatural impact on any man that's listening, Lord. I pray that um each man would have a teachable, willing spirit, and uh they would lean into the relationship with their wife and their kids, and uh that they would see hope and possibilities mm. of a married life they've always wanted and um I pray your blessing on each and every word that uh, couples would feel being better together is the right way to live. Mm -hmm. In
0: Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Murphy. Thanks so much for coming in. So you've heard this, and I know you've thought of a couple who is maybe going through this. And if you're hearing this now, my my oldest is 12 years old, and my wife and I had better be having this conversation now maybe not every week but we better be having this conversation And when the youngest who is 18 months gets out of the house if we look at each other and we don't like one another we got problems so if you know someone pass this along to them and i'm sure you are that person have that conversation here's a great question hey honey what do you dream when the kids leave that we would do Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask my wife that question i i really don't know a lot of her answers Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna ask that question so hopefully you'll do the same and and we just thank you for listening. Pass this along to somebody who may want to benefit from hearing it. So thank you for, again, to listen to Solid Steps Radio.